Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. This is an historic time. This is going to be a multi-year fight. Why is it taking so long to get a screening test? It is not a hoax. It is real. Something that we have never experienced before. Wash hands, wash hands, wash hands. I mean, you're the scientist. You're going to have to tell me. (laughs) Welcome, welcome to Science Rules Coronavirus Edition. I'm your host, Bill Nye, and this is the series that brings you the latest analysis and the science of this pandemic. We want to keep you informed, prepared, and calm. We are all in this together, my friends. Saturday will mark one month of the Biden administration, and the numbers make it at least seem somewhat or even very different from a month ago. The daily rate of new COVID-19 cases in the U.S. has almost halved. And while we're still inching toward the very grim, may I say creepy, milestone of half a million deaths, The daily rate of new deaths has been decreasing lately as well. Obviously, we can't attribute all of that to President Biden's actions, but intuitively, it sure seems like his policies and the new people he's put in place have had some effect. I mean, don't we think? (laughs) So here to help us figure out what Biden and his people have done and how effective their coronavirus response has been so far is Aporva Mandelvili. She's a science and global health reporter for The New York Times, returning to the show (laughs) Apoorva Mendevili, welcome back to Science Rules Coronavirus Edition. May I call you Apoorva? Of course, Bill. Um, And it's a pleasure to be back. Thank you for having me. What has Biden done? I may actually have to disagree with you a little bit on whether it's really the Biden administration that has caused these rates to drop at all. Well, as we say, correlation is not causation. So bring it on. That is correct. Um, It really has not been long enough that they have been in power for it to have any sort of appreciable impact on the numbers. So I think this downward trend that we're seeing probably has more to do with some other factors. There were some states that put in uh, more restrictions once they saw that the rates were really going up quite dramatically. What states were those? You know, some states in the Midwest, they actually sort of tightened things a little bit. Rhode Island North had Dakota. a pause, for yeah, example. Yeah. Um, so some states did these short-term things and tried to sort of get ahead a little bit. And I think even those little things made a difference. I think people themselves saw saw the numbers and, you know, may have worn masks more or just taken more precautions. And also we saw, I think, a natural lull after the holidays. Um, We probably saw a spike. And then, you know, once the holidays were done, Thanksgiving and Christmas both, and people went back 
sort of hunkering down for the winter, I think that probably also had an impact. So I'm not sure how much this really has to do with the Biden administration's great policy. It just hasn't been enough time. It's just too quick. With that said, vaccines, 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 right? What's going on? Why is it taking so long to get vaccines? Supply. It's all about the supply. Um, It just takes time to make vaccines at this scale. We've never really done it at this scale for worldwide distribution before. Um, And, you know, the companies, I think, are doing what they can and going as fast as they can. But there are a lot of other things that you need for vaccine um, production, not just the ingredients in the vaccine. You need things, really mundane things like glass vials and boxes and all kinds of stuff that are also in short supply. So, you know, without having all of those things, there's just, you know, bottlenecks of um, supply. And then, you know, we've also seen a lot of problems with distribution. We've we've seen some real problems actually getting shots into arms, but we knew that was going to get better. It has gotten better. I think we're sort of averaging about 1.3 million um, a day. And, you know, President Biden said he was going to get 100 million um, doses into 100 million people um, within his first 100 days. And I think that's going to happen. I don't, And I don't know that that was really such an ambitious goal. They sort of protected it um, like it was. But I think that everybody kind of expected that that would happen once the initial kinks got worked out. How about one vaccine versus another? The Pfizer versus Moderna versus the Johnson & Johnson versus AstraZeneca. Yeah, I think um, Pfizer and Moderna are just about, you know, equal. They're, they're both ex- excellent vaccines. The technology is basically the same, and they've performed really, really well um, in the trials. I think J&J is excellent as well. Um, AstraZeneca, I'm not 100% on. I think some of their testing has been a little strange. The way they gave some of the doses in their clinical trials was a little strange. Um, And also now we're seeing some early and somewhat concerning um, data that maybe doesn't work as well against the uh, variant that's been circulating in South Africa. So those are all um, things that give me a little pause in endorsing the AstraZeneca vaccine outright. But um, I think the others are really great. Novavax also. When you're talking about AstraZeneca, what is it that you found? Um, well, let me let me see if I can really narrow that down for you. So in one of the trials, they gave a half dose instead of a full dose as the first dose. Um, and it wasn't Just clear. to see what would happen? Well, I think it was a mistake which they did not Uh, say at first. Um, uh, They said they gave out a a half dose and that that performed better than the full dose, which everybody was kind of confused by. And then it turned out actually, no, it was a mistake. So that already sort of undermines your confidence a little bit. Um, And then, you know, the the, um, efficacy of the vaccine was around 70 some percent as opposed to 90 some for the Pfizer and Moderna. Um, and J&J. And so that also is a little bit less. Um, and then really, it's it's this news about South Africa. I mean, it's early and the data that I just mentioned are from a pretty small number. So I don't think we're ready to be in despair yet. But it seems like um, just like the Pfizer and Moderna, this vaccine's a little less effective against the variant in South Africa. But because it's starting at a lower level, it might actually be more of a problem for the AstraZeneca vaccine. So is there anything the current administration, the new administration, Biden, are there plans being made to adjust the vaccine or do specific testings on the variants with the different RNA and this and that? Yeah, um, that's actually one of the things that they, I think, are doing relatively well. Um, One thing they've done is really ramped up the surveillance for these variants. So the U.S. was doing extremely little 
in terms of um, actually looking at the, the virus that was circulating and seeing which variants were coming up in the United States. And since the Biden administration has come into power, they've sort of scaled that up tenfold. They have plans to get up to as much as, you know, 7,000 um, samples a week, which is still not what we need, but it's better than what we've had. Um, when you say surveillance, what, what's involved in surveilling, if I can use that verb, uh, <laughs> a, a virus variant? So basically they look at, you know, people who've tested positive, they get take the sample and they look at which version of the virus actually infected those people. So they have to sequence the virus. With some amazing reagents and some amazing gene sequencing machine it takes about a day. Is that how long it takes? It might even take less than that. Sequencing is actually not at all an issue these days. It's more actually getting the sample from wherever these people got tested to the sequencing centers. And that's been the bottleneck. When somebody identifies a variant, a gene sequence that's a little different from the other, what do they do to the vaccine? Any, do they just see what happens or there's there some anticipatory quality to it? Yeah, they don't do anything yet. <laughs> they haven't done anything yet. At the moment, it's just testing the current vaccines that we have against these variants and seeing do they still work against these new variants as they did against the original one that they were developed for. And so do they? They do so far, yes. Um, well, the Pfizer and Moderna, the AstraZeneca it's not quite clear that they work so well against the South African one. So does the administration have the right people in place to do this, to identify the variants and uh, maybe adjust the vaccine and maybe adjust everything about distribution? Yeah, the FDA actually held a press conference um, a few days ago saying they have plans now that they are putting together to think ahead, which is amazing. It's, it's like what we expect government to do, but haven't seen that much of um, in recent years. But um, they are actually thinking ahead to what they need to do um, in order to tweak the vaccines, what the approval process might look like for a slightly different vaccine. Would they need to do, you know, a full clinical trial or could it be a much smaller testing process? Um, what it would take for the companies to actually change the vaccine? So they're thinking through all those things and asking um, expert scientists for their opinion. And then um, they will you know, roll out these plans for how to deal with a variant that maybe ends up not being responsive to vaccines at all. Is the administration doing anything about anti-vaxxers writ large? I think they have some um, public communication campaigns. And I would say overall, that's probably the one thing that the Biden administration is doing fairly well on. They're communicating pretty much regularly. I mean, they, you know, the CDC is having... Um, press conferences three times a week. Um, the White House is having press conferences regularly and, you know, they're actually answering questions um, pretty regularly. So that, so I think all of that helps and they've got these campaigns now out to talk about the vaccine, um, have, you know, celebrities get vaccinated in front of everybody. Those kinds of things will all help. But you're absolutely right that, you know, I've seen on social media, for example, people saying, Oh, look, just as the, you know, we, the vaccines are out now, they're talking about variants. It's always going to be something. They're just always going to want us in this situation where they want to control us and pump us full of chemicals and things like that. So the, it does actually feed into those conspiracy theories, unfortunately. What about washing your hands, wearing a mask? Is that still the thing? Those are still the thing, except we actually have to do them. I mean, before, you know, the... The virus, I think, was contagious, but we were able to sort of get around with one mask, maybe skip washing your hands every once in a while because 
the contamination from surfaces was not as big a concern. But now with this much more contagious variance, there's just no room for us to take any shortcuts or not be, you know, absolutely 100% rigorous in all the the precautions. It's the same precautions. We just have to really follow them very carefully. Um, For example, maybe wearing two masks instead of one or wearing, um, you know, one of the better quality masks like a KF94. What's a KF94? That's a Korean um, version of the N95, KN95 kind of mask. Very high quality. So is the administration working to get a mask mandate beyond federal properties? Are they trying to get states on board with this, with mask mandates? Yeah, I mean, they are. You know, as you know, the mask mandate went into effect pretty much immediately. That was one of the first things they did, um, the federal property. But states are a bit of a tougher sell. I mean, there are a lot of states that have never really wanted to have mask mandates, and I'm not sure they'll ever get on board. Um, But I think they're trying to get at it by covering as much territory as they can. So it's not just federal property, but it's public transportation, it's airplanes, it's buses, all kinds of places. And now that there are fines of up to $1,500. So I think they're, they're trying to do what they can to cover as much ground as they can without governors actually having to get on board. Is it different from the previous administration? Absolutely. I mean, in the previous administration, you know, President Trump basically said many times that he didn't um, necessarily think that masks were important. He didn't wear one himself. So this is a very different message that we're receiving. Okay. What about kids? You know, this whole thing, should we reopen schools? Does it affect most kids differently and so on? Yeah, this is one of those things that I get nervous talking about because it makes people extremely upset, no matter what you say. I could say anything and somebody's going to get upset. I'm upset by anything. (laughs) I can't believe you said anything. Yeah, it's exactly. It's exactly like that on Twitter, in fact. (laughs) How dare you say anything? So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as I was saying, these variants don't don't behave any differently than the, the virus always has. So we can still reopen schools as long as community transmission stays low and the schools put into place all of the precautions we know work. Masks and distancing and hand hygiene and ventilation, most importantly, open windows or, you know, holding the classes outdoors if they can, you know, all those things will help. Um, But we've seen, I think, enough evidence now that if schools do all those things, plus maybe regular testing, and if they if the community transmission is not at crazy levels, it is possible to open schools. And I think the CDC is fully going to push for that um, for K through 12, in fact, not even just uh, primary and middle school, which is what we had been talking about before. What about personal protection? You made reference to masks. What about getting masks distributed and so on? Yeah, so the Biden administration has said they will, um, you know, invoke the Defense Production Act and scale up production and distribution of all kinds of personal protective equipment, masks, gloves, face shields. Um, We haven't seen that in effect yet, but hopefully that will happen relatively soon and they will actually get these things out to people. We'll be back right after this. Here you are, BPM's high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue 
panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. You had a headline a couple weeks ago, I guess. The future of the coronavirus, an annoying childhood infection? (laughs) I'm of a certain age. I was allowed to get chicken pox. I was allowed to get measles because this is how you got through it as a kid. You'd get infected and then you remained immune for a long, long time. You know, now I'm of an age where I'm getting a booster, a shingles booster. And then I'm also of an age, and I remember very well, when I got the polio vaccine. It was when I was in kindergarten, or before I got to kindergarten, with sugar cube. But now everybody gets the polio. So in other words, it works both ways. There's some that you just get over, and some you've got to have a vaccine for. Is this in between? I think I'm younger than you, Bill, but I I remember both of those things as well. Maybe because I grew up in India, I got a polio vaccine and I got chicken pox um, without the vaccine. But the, the difference I think here is this is a new virus, right? We've never seen this before. So this is not like having chicken pox as a kid. This is like having chicken pox as an adult, your body never having seen chicken pox before. And chicken pox in an adult is no joke. So The reason that this virus has been so dangerous and so deadly is because we've had a whole bunch of adults reacting to a brand new virus, and that does not go well. The idea behind that story is that at some point, every adult will have had either the the infection or will have been vaccinated, and it'll only be kids left, you know, new kids who are born every year who will not have seen this virus before. But as we know, this virus is not such a big deal for kids. Doesn't mean it doesn't affect any of them, but you know, it's much, much, much less dangerous for them. And so that's the future. At some point, we will not have any more adults for whom this virus is new. They may get infected again, but it'll be a second or third or fourth infection, which is not as serious and severe. Oh, is that proven for sure? The second infection is not as severe? Yeah, that's pretty much, we've seen a lot of reinfections, um, enough to say that in the vast majority of cases, they are milder. And it makes sense. That's how the immune system works. But what about the developing world? You were talking about these vaccines have to be produced for everyone on Earth. What about the developing world? 
Yeah, that is a really sad state of affairs. I mean, we're sort of seeing, you know, what happened during the AIDS epidemic where the rich countries all had access to the wonderful, you know, antiretroviral drugs and the the countries in Africa and and Asia that were actually pretty hit hard by the uh, epidemic did not have access to the drugs until some generic manufacturers got involved. And we're sort of seeing that same scenario play out. We've had all these rich countries buy up all the vaccines. Um, and there are many, many countries where they are estimating that there will be no vaccines available till 2022. So that's not a great situation because we've seen now that these variants come up when a lot of people get infected anywhere in the world. This is a very global, it's a pandemic. So no matter where these variants come up, they will come to the United States. So um, it's really in everybody's best interest to vaccinate the entire world. Um, there is a global partnership called COVAX that is led by the WHO and um, these two other global health organizations, Gavi and CEPI. And so the Biden administration has said that they will join COVAX, which is a change from the Trump administration's stance. And hopefully there will be some movement towards making sure that some of these countries do get vaccines. But at the moment, it is not a very good picture. If you were going to give a grade to the Biden administration about how well they're doing, what grade would you give them? I'd give them a B. I'm a tough grader. <laughs> well, not, you know, but if you're in grad school, a B minus is the lowest you're going to give anybody. Is that what you mean? Like a grudging B? No, no. I mean, I think they're doing okay, but I think they could be doing better. And I'll give you one example of how I think they are not doing as well as they could be. I don't know if this is well known, but all the journalists know this. The Obama administration was very secretive. And we were worried that the Biden administration would be similar. And so far, I can't say that it's seeming very different. They are they play their cards very close to their chest. And they are not as communicative as really journalists would like them to be. So would you say, no kidding, was the Trump administration more forthcoming? No, I wouldn't say that. I, I think they're better than, slightly better than the Trump administration, but... Was there a good administration in your experience? You know, it hasn't been really that open since probably Clinton. I think it's starting with the Bush administration. Things really started to get clamped down and it's progressively gotten worse regardless of whether the president is Republican or Democrat. And that's been a very troubling trend. Why is that? Not why is it troubling, but why is the trend trending? I think some of it is that these policies get grandfathered in. You know, when when a new administration comes in, for example, you know, at the CDC and the uh, HHS, the Health and Human Services Department, there are these manuals for how they're supposed to deal with press requests. And I think unless an administration really sort of uh, pointedly changes those, those get grandfathered in. And they're just these policies. Like every time a request comes in, it has to go through eight levels of clearance before they can release any information. So that has not been great. And, you know, they promised that there would be no political interference. And yet, you know, the CDC director said um, in a press conference that she didn't think that teachers all needed to be vaccinated for schools to reopen. But then the White House press secretary said, oh, no, she was the CDC director was speaking in her personal capacity. Oh, uh, yeah, back to so-called walking it back. Yeah, exactly. So that did not look or sound or feel good. So, you know, I'm, I'm reserving judgment until, you know, I can see that they are actually significantly better. Is the Biden administration paying more attention to scientists? Yes, that is absolutely true. I think they have some really good people they're listening to. 
I think they're getting some excellent advice um, and they are doing a lot of the right things. Is there anything that you're particularly concerned about in the next few weeks or months? I think it's um, really comes down to the variants for me. Um, the FDA has a plan, but I think they need that plan to move a little faster because already we've seen that the AstraZeneca vaccine might not be so good against this South African variant. Um, so I think we have to be much more quick and ready to deal with new variants that come up. I think we need much better surveillance so that we can detect any new variants that are coming up much faster than we have been. Really, at this point, it's a, it's a race between the vaccine and the virus. And we, if we want the vaccine to win, we really need to have a much better handle on the variants. You've got a whole bunch of articles waiting to be published, right? I do. And uh, what can we watch for? I have a, a story coming up on Rhode Island um, and what, what went wrong in that state because they were actually doing quite well. And then they became the highest per capita for cases in, in December. And they've stayed really high since then. So why Rhode Island? What went wrong there? Uh, they are doing one interesting thing in Rhode Island, which is they are giving out the vaccine once they're done with uh, over 75s and healthcare workers to neighborhoods populated almost entirely by multi-generational families of Latinos and Cape Verdeans, which is the immigrant communities um, in Rhode Island. So that's really interesting. And I don't know of any other state that's doing that, where they're actually prioritizing that over age, going down to age 65 and up. So is there a problem in Rhode Island of, of anti-vaxxers or conspiracy theories and fake news and stuff like that? Do they ignore your reporting? I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. What I've found in my reporting is that it's a confluence of a lot of factors. It's it's things like um, a lot of immigrant uh, families in a pretty small space. It's a lot of multi-generational poverty. It's um, it's a very small state, very dense state, second only to New Jersey. So there are a lot of things like that that have come together to make that state as high as it is. And it's a lesson to all of us. When one community gets infected and the virus starts to mutate, it's dangerous for everyone. So thank you so much, Apoorva. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for walking us through this again, re-emphasizing the fundamentals again. Wear a mask, wash your hands. This thing is dangerous. It's new to humankind, and we've all got to work together to deal with it. Everyone, my guest today has been Apoorva Mandavili. She is a science and global health reporter for The New York Times. Watch for her reporting. It is excellent. I am still Bill Nye, and my friends, this is still a pandemic, and we are still all in this together. And so more than ever, science rules, people. That's how we're going to get through this. And if you like Science Rules, Coronavirus Edition, please take a moment to rate and review it in Apple Podcasts and on Stitcher. Helps us out, helps other people learn about the show, helps us know what you want to hear about. So thank you. Science Rules Coronavirus Edition is produced by Harry Huggins and Corey S. Powell. Our editor today is Tracy Samuelson. Our engineer is Luz Fleming, who also mixed this episode. Josephine Margarano is our executive producer. Special thanks to Casey Halford. And remember to Stitcher all around the world. Science rules. Thank you, Aporva. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Three more things. Wear a mask, get tested, and get a vaccine as soon as you are able. Any one of the vaccines. Stitcher. Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.